Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, loving Jesus by loving people. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. Christmas time, we sing songs about the baby Jesus coming into this world. What is more sweet and beautiful than a newborn baby? Meek and mild, our Savior came to us, gentle and unthreatening as a little baby, showing us God's love in the most innocent of ways. But that's not all that Jesus is. If his first coming was meek and mild, his second coming will be anything but that. In his first coming, he came gently and humbly to reveal God to us in a way that we could receive. But in his second coming, he is coming to destroy evil permanently and to judge the earth for its wickedness. Jesus continues to teach on the end times and his second coming. Matthew chapter 24 verses 29 through 35 says, Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near, right at the door. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So Jesus notes that as the end times actually do come to an end, there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. This is what we call apocalyptic language. It's a genre of writing that we see at times in the Old Testament. Here in Matthew's Gospel, we see it most famously in the book of Revelation, which we've previously explored on this podcast. The language is vivid and often disturbing imagery relating to judgment, and we need not take it literally. The original audience wouldn't have read it literally. Rather, it just suggests to us that the turmoil of these days will be intense and will affect everything around us. But as the turmoil increases, we've already noted, it will just mean that the joy of the actual end is drawing near. Then the whole world will see Jesus returning on the clouds of glory, Jesus says. And the people of the earth will mourn, not the believers who've been longing for this day, but the people who have rejected Christ and now realize how wrong they were. Then the angels will harvest the elect from all across creation. Jesus has mentioned this idea in parable form before. God will pull out the good, not that we're good ourselves, but those who are made righteous because of him. Those who rejected him will be judged. So Jesus says, learn this lesson from the fig tree. You can tell by looking at the tree that the seasons are changing. Likewise, when you see these things that I've warned you about start happening, you'll know that the seasons are changing. Jesus is about to return. So although this discourse started talking about the temple, it seems clear that the end times is the focus of the conversation. Then Jesus declares, this generation will not pass away until all these things have happened. Now that's a tough phrase for us to understand, because the apostles' generation did indeed pass away before Jesus returned. 
It could be meant more broadly that this church generation, that is the age of the church, will not pass away before these things have happened. But also, the Greek word here for generation is genea, which can also mean a race or a family. And so in that case, Jesus might mean that the Jewish race will not pass away before Jesus returns, which is an idea that is certainly consistent with the testimony of the rest of Scripture. Jesus says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words never will. Everything we see right now is very temporary, but God and his word are eternal, and we put all of our hope there and not in the temporary things. Today, take some time to imagine, to really try to get your head around the second coming. Let your imagination dwell on what that will look like today, what it will be preceded by as well. Let these thoughts fill your mind today and let it drive your prayers today, praying out of what your imagination shows you. Mm-hmm.